0: Y'all, it is Jill here. Welcome to another episode of the Best Life Podcast. I wanted to do a quickie today. This is a solo, um, all by myself, and I wanted to talk about something because I'm kind of in what I'm calling biz season. So business season here at Jill Fit, and I think as you guys know, both Danny and I do work with health and fitness professionals mainly. Uh, Danny kind of works with people in all different spaces. I work mostly with personal trainers, health coaches, um, nutrition consultants, people like that to help them build their online business. But what I noticed was a lot of the things that help people become successful in especially business or online business, um, also are kind of applicable across the board for success. So if you're trying to, you know, change your body, if you're trying to stay consistent with an exercise program, if you're starting to, if you are trying to eat better, uh, if you are trying to, you know, have a fulfilling relationship and learn, uh, communication and clear communication, a lot of times it comes down to just practice, right? Practice and patience. And so today I wanted to talk about a topic that sometimes can be kind of yawn worthy and that is patience. But I do think it's so, I hate kind of talking about it because people's eyes just gloss over like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Be patient, be patient. But honestly, in literally the last seven, eight years of teaching business, it is the one thing that I find is a huge productivity tool for people. It's the, it's the compliance tool. It's the thing that helps people stay at the course when they want to give up so as you guys know i do a lot of um you know fitness and nutrition programs as well and right now i'm doing something called physique sessions and it's a 12-week program and really one of the the main things that we're focusing on is teaching moderation 365 and oftentimes whenever we start a program or uh start some sort of new diet or new uh, fitness program workout program um there's a lot of urgency right it's really exciting to get started and patience is kind of the opposite Of something that's exciting it's the opposite of um, something that's sexy and something that's novel but the problem is is that oftentimes when we operate from a place of urgency or a place of novelty or a place of like this needs to be sexy and flashy all the time we peter out very quickly and we kind of know that intuitively so a lot of times my messaging around whether it's fitness whether it's nutrition or whether it's business building is honestly like never perfect always present is a mantra that I use because to me the only goal is to continue to show up. So when I say that to my business coaching clients, people take a ton of action when they're working with me because they don't feel like it has to be perfect all the time. They, um, they're willing to mess up because they know that that's part of the process. And so I kind of hate talking about patients, but, um, you know, it really is one of the things that keeps people consistent and it keeps people showing up to the process. And so I wanted to kind of start off with the distinction between intensity and urgency. This is a, a huge distinction. I think sometimes when we operate from a place of urgency, so if, for example, if you want to build your online coaching business, it can't be because you currently hate what you're doing. If you are working hours at the gym, if you have crazy hours, if you hate your full-time job, if you hate your desk job, like we can't operate from a place of urgency because we'll we'll come off desperate, we'll, we'll compromise on our values, and we'll probably peter out really quickly because we don't feel like it's happening fast enough. And so if you think about it, patience is kind of your, um, it's kind of your compliance tool, and so it's the opposite of urgent. It's really about okay, how can I continue to show up? How can I continue to be productive and stay the course? And so it's not about urgency. It's about okay, how can I continue to show up? And if I'm going to continue to show up, I can't afford to always have to be perfect. And so you know, if you start a 21 day detox, right? That's an urgent. I would say a 21 day you know detox. That's kind of an urgent thing to do. But what happens on day 22? We don't really have a plan for that. If you're, you know, working hard on your online business and you do like a five day challenge or a, even a five week challenge, and you, you know, you show up on Instagram every day, and it's always this, like, oh my god, am I getting the likes? Am I getting the shares? Are people commenting? Am I getting engagement? That is exhausting. That is a whole bun. that's a big pile of anxiety that at the end of five weeks, it's like you can't wait to stop doing it because it's so overwhelming. You know, it's the same thing as, I don't know, starting to date someone and thinking like, oh my God, if I'm not going to marry this person, then why am I even doing this? Or if they don't ask you to move in by date number three, then you think it's not meant to be right. That's that. that's kind of like that would be more of an urgent way of doing things versus settling and relaxing into the process. So I really want to talk about patience because it really is about relaxing into the process. And there's something about knowing that you have time that makes you feel really at ease, right? Okay, I don't have to learn to eat perfect right away. I don't have to build my business overnight. I can relax into this process and know that any lesson or any insight that I'm gonna glean, I'm going to eventually get to. And there's something really nice about that that keeps you showing up to the process. And so patience to me really is a productivity tool. It's really a compliance tool. So I wanted to break down four different ways uh, that we can start to really embrace the art of patience and not make it be, because I think as a society, especially our human brains, like we love novelty. That's kind of what we love. We love new things. We like new people, We like new diet programs. We're always kind of on a search for novelty and that's normal. And I think that's part of being human, but it's also the opposite of of being consistent with something. So if we really want to actualize a goal, if we want to build a business, if you want to stay on a nutrition plan, if you want to actually follow through in a workout program, whatever that is, we have to figure out a way to, uh, you know, kind of just turn our blinders on to the super sexy, super novel, all that kind of stuff, and just double down on the thing that we're that we're doing, and put our blinders on, and really get our head down and grind it out. So I wanted to break down four tools that I've used and I use with my clients that I think will be really helpful for you if you have a big goal that you're trying to achieve and you know it's going to take a whole bunch of work and you want to stay the course. So number one is that you have to, on some level, fall in love with the process. And I know that kind of goes without saying, But remember, especially like, you know, you have to actually like what you're doing. So if you're eating in a certain way and you hate the way that you're eating, you're not going to be doing it for long. If the exercise that you're doing feels like, oh my God, I can't wait till this workout program is over. This is like killing me. Like that's not going to be the thing that you're going to be able to do forever, especially with your business. You know, like you have to ask yourself, would I be talking about this? And would I be doing these things even if I wasn't getting paid to do them? Or if I wasn't losing weight every second, would I still do this way of eating? Because on some level, it's enjoyable when you're building your business, by the way. And I give a lot of examples, you guys. So I talk a lot about fitness and nutrition, but there's a lot of parallels with business building. And so I'm going to give you examples because not everyone is an entrepreneur who's listening to this and not everyone's trying to, you know, get healthy or be healthy as well. So I want to give you guys a couple of different examples. You know, you have to ask yourself, especially if you're building a business or like you're trying to use social media, build online coaching is would I do this if I wasn't getting paid? Because the reality is you won't be getting paid at the beginning. So there needs to be a level of joy that you can look forward to. So for me, the practice was I was working at the gym full time. I was personal training 70 to eight hours a week. I was working full time at university, running their fitness programs. And I was building JillFit on the side because it was fun. It was a creative outlet for me. It was I was blogging every day. I was sharing my recipes. I was sharing workouts. I was sharing you know fat loss tips at the time, uh, competition insights. And it didn't feel like work. It definitely felt um, a little bit tough to do because I was like, oh, I gotta get the blog up. And I had I had some goals for myself and some commitments, but I also loved the content that we were putting out. If I was if I did not like the content that we were sharing, then it would have been a lot harder. I'll give you as an example. When I first started Jill Fit, uh, it was October 2010. Uh, it was actually exactly nine years ago. And I remember when I first started, I was really worried about being super scientific. I would you know, read through biochemistry books and I would ask my then husband, who was a, a doctor, to like look through it to make sure that all the science was correct. And I was trying to be really professional. And it's not that that's bad. It's just that it was taking me a long time to get these posts up. I would be, you know, taking me like hours and hours and hours to get them up because I felt like I had to be perfect with them. I had felt like I had to have, you know, all the right, uh, biochemistry and the science need to be this way and whatever. And then three months in of doing that, I was having a really bad day. I was going through some stuff in my marriage and really struggling on an emotional level. And I remember just taking to the blog And I just wrote stream of consciousness for about 30 minutes, just wrote what was in my heart, what was in my brain, just stream of consciousness. At this point, this was the most vulnerable I had been on my blog. And I was really worried about pressing publish because I didn't know how it was going to be received. And, but here's the thing is that not only was it received super well because it was just like totally raw, totally real and 100% vulnerable people absolutely ate it up and it wasn't super professional it was just true of consciousness, it was sharing what was on my mind, it was real, it wasn't edited. And so for me, I was like, okay, this can be fun. And at that point, blogging become, became a lot more fun because I felt like it didn't have to be super polished, didn't have to be, I wasn't trying to impress my peers with my science. And so that was a really important lesson for me to know that like, okay, my joy needs to come first. My excitement about this thing, my uh, desire to like the process needs to come first. Cause that's going to be my compliance tool. After that blogging became fun and easy and it would just, I would go up, I'd let it, you know, I would just post and it'd be fine. And so I think on some level you really have to embrace the process and also realize that it's not going to be linear. It's not necessarily going to be predictable, but I think it's important to know that like whatever, if you're always choosing from a place of Desire to enjoy it have fun to like it. You're definitely going to stay the course a lot more easily Okay, number two And this is really important. I'm I'm like, the reason why I actually wanted to talk about this, one of the reasons is because people just want everything yesterday. And, you know, I mean, I think we see that a lot, especially, you know, in our generation or, you know, maybe the generation after us is there's this expectation, especially in the age of the internet, that like, I don't know about you, but if I can't get Wi-Fi for like five seconds, I'm literally like, oh my God, I can't believe I don't have Wi-Fi. Like, literally, I do not understand. Like, sometimes I'll get so upset and I'll have to check myself and go like, okay, remember 20 years ago when you didn't have have, you had to go to the library and look something up in the card catalog. And like, that's how you had an encyclopedia and that's how you found out something you couldn't just Google it. And so going back to that, you know, realize that a lot of this stuff you have to work for, and you're going to be putting, um, a lot of skin and effort into what I call the trust piggy bank for a long time before you can cash in. And so for example, if you're building your business, you know, you can't like the idea that you're going to have overnight success, like you're not ready for that. You haven't built a body of work yet. And so, you know, I kind of think about this in the way of, um, someone who has, let's just say as an example, someone has a, gets a viral video. Sometimes this happens, right? People just have this viral video. Um, and it goes viral, but they haven't really been doing the work for a long time. They don't really have an established business. They don't have like a back end. They don't really have a way that people can, can work with them, but they have a viral video and it's like this flash in the pan success. And they haven't had the experience of, by the way, this is just really, um, what I would consider to be a, um, you know, very rare to happen. But if you have a viral video, but you don't have, you haven't done the work. You don't know how to handle the success because you haven't done the work. You don't have an infrastructure in the back end. You don't have a way that people can coach with you or work with you. You have a way to monetize on that. And so it's fine, except that that would be like if you switch bodies with someone that had like just had a super muscular physique, you wouldn't be the person you are today if it wasn't for the effort that you put in. And so it's almost as if like the head doesn't match the body. We actually had Bobby Maximus on a couple weeks ago. And he actually gave a really good example of he was just so naturally talented when it came to wrestling and when it came to MMA that he, you know, got very far in his sport, but he hadn't done the psychological work to handle that level of success yet. And it showed in his outcomes, it's the same thing. So realize that you're going to be putting effort into that trust piggy bank for a long time before you can cash out. So what that means is is that, you know, at the beginning you have to, you're going to be taking consistent action that's going to feel kind of like no one gives a shit, right? No one's watching, no one's giving you a ton of positive feedback, you're not getting any visible results for your effort. But and you're definitely going to want to quit because you're not getting that affirmation. Maybe you're posting to social media, or you're getting a handful of likes, you're not really getting any engagement. Um, maybe you're writing blogs, you're doing podcasts, so you feel like no one's listening. But this is part of the process. And when you feel like you want to jump ship because you're not getting affirmation, things aren't coming, you feel like you're fighting tooth and nail for every single little thing. It feels so hard to you. You have to remember two things. Number one, that it does matter, that people are paying attention. If you're trying to build your online business, people are reading. You guys, I can tell you my entire business is based on stalking. People are reading shit. They're consuming they're, you know, they're creeping on you. They're stalking you. They might not feel comfortable sharing with you yet, and so they're not interacting because they don't know yet you're new. They don't really know what's okay to do. They don't quite trust you yet, and that's okay. Like they're consuming your social media posts, or maybe watching your Instagram, uh, you know, video. They're uh, maybe friends with you on Facebook, and they're intrigued but they're not quite ready to show that yet. They don't know how to interact with you. And so you're gonna wanna quit because you're not getting that like moment to moment affirmation, but you have to remember that for, I don't know, for every one person who likes one of your posts on social media, there's probably 20, 30, 50 who have read it who actually probably liked it, but didn't actually like the post. Right. And so, and by the way, this is how we act too. So we might see something, but we don't always like it or comment on it or, you know, make a big deal of it. So remember that people are just acting like you would act. And so number one is you have to remember that, you know, people are paying attention, but they might not feel comfortable interacting yet. And also the work that you're doing now will serve you later. Like you're building something. You're building the foundation of something right now. At Jill Fit, we did, we have over 7,000 blogs. I didn't start out being like, I'm going to write 7,000 blogs. I mean, I'm not sure, seven, 700 blogs, not 7,000. But I didn't start on day one being like, okay, the goal is to get 700 blogs. The goal was to write a blog today. That was it. And every single person who has 700 blogs on their site started with seven blogs. Everyone who has 100,000 followers on Instagram started with one follower. And so you have to remember that you have... To me, it's almost insulting to assume that you should have an overnight success. It's insulting to the people who have been grinding for years, right? Like they like that is earned. So the trust piggyback needs to be filled up with effort in order for you to cash in later. Like true, in my mind, true long-term success is a privilege born out of years grinding. So you have to go through step one to get to step number two. The groundwork is not only necessary, but it is most important for your foundation. It will give back to you later. Things get easier, but not until they get hard for a little bit. And so I always tell my girls, especially if you're building an online business or something, you're gonna, f- you're literally pushing a boulder up a hill. That's what it feels like. You're fighting tooth and nail for every like, comment, uh, follow, friend, interaction, etc. Online, especially if you're building your online coaching, you know, you're you're going to be doing more effort then what feels commensurate with the results the effort that you're putting in will not be in line with the results that you're getting but at some point you will have built a foundation big enough that you push the boulder over the top of the hill and opportunities start coming your way as a result of the body of work that you've created and things come a lot easier opportunities come to you people reach out to you for things people ask you for coaching but not until you've built that foundation So a lot of times I'm just like, like, you got to get real with this stuff. This takes time and practice. And it is an insult to someone who has built a body of work and who has been grinding for years to think that it should be happening faster for you to think that it should be happening faster. So number two is putting in that trust in that effort into that trust piggy bank before you can cash out, realize that you have to build a body of work. Number three, you have to earn the right to more flexibility. Okay. So things are going to feel a little bit rigid. So I'll give you guys an example. Um, years ago, I don't know if you know who Monica Brandt is. She was a fitness model, like an OG fitness model. And she said something about and She referenced something called muscle maturity. I don't know if you've ever heard this. It was the first time I'd ever heard of it. Of course, I've heard of it since then, but it was the first time when Monica said it, it was the very first thing. And she said, as you get older, I think at the time she was maybe 40 or in her forties. And she said, you know, there's something about muscle maturity that you don't have to work quite as hard to maintain your muscle. And I have also found that to be true. Um, you know, a few years ago, I went to Europe for nine weeks and I was gone and I maybe worked out like a handful of times and it wasn't weight training and it wasn't intense, but I came home and I was a little bit softer, but I still fit into my clothes. And within like a few weeks, I was kind of like right back where I was. There is something about the years and years and years, literally the 20 years of building a base of muscle that, like, you're not going to lose that overnight. That is something that sticks with you. So, for example, someone who has been grinding and building an online business for years can take a week off. They can go on vacation and be off social media and they're not going to lose trust because they've built that already. But at the beginning, you got to work. You have to work for that. So you have to earn the right to more flexibility. So if you just started your online business, I'm sorry, you can't take two weeks off. You can't just go and just not be on social media. Like you're still building your credibility. You know, if you're trying to build muscle, like it's important that you, you know, that you do train consistently. If you haven't built a base, a solid base of muscle yet, it's not quite working for you yet. And so you have to put in the time at the beginning and that's when it's the hardest because that's the, that's the the most likely time that you'll give up because really not as many people are looking. So I always say to my girls, if they're worried about, especially if they're building their business and they're trying to. Um, maybe they are worried about doing an Instagram story or having their face on video, or, you know, they're worried about being vulnerable. I'm like, now's the time to do it because this is the least amount of eyes that you'll ever have on your stuff, but you have to earn the right to say no on some level. So for example, I see a lot of maybe new people to the online space being very specific, like particular about, I don't want to work with this person. I don't want to do this. I don't want to say yes to this. I think you have to earn the right to say no. So I think you need to say a whole bunch of yeses to free shit, to doing stuff for exposure, to say, like completely overwhelming yourself, to earn the right to be more discerning. And so this comes down to like, yes, you just need to do the things that like people who have been in the game for longer don't have to do anymore. So if you're getting started, it really comes down to, have I built enough trust? And you know when do I earn that right to say no? When do I earn the right to be discerning? When do I earn the right to turn things down? And so if you're just getting started, realize that there's a certain level of putting skin in the game that needs to happen. And so I like that because it gives me something to shoot for. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm like, okay, cool. I know at some point it won't always be this hard. And that really is the truth of it. And last but not least, so number three was earning the right to flexibility or earning the right to say no to stuff. And number four is patience is the antidote to anxiety and so this is one of my favorites because this i feel like applies a lot to eating and exercise so for example if i know that i'm trying to eat healthy forever right a lot of people come to me and say hey jill i just want to learn how to eat healthy forever i'm so done with dieting i hate all this obsession i just want to learn how to eat healthy forever and i'm like cool it might take forever for, for you to do that but when you're resolved and you don't feel like you have to figure it out right away and you don't have to figure it out and be perfect right now you're much more likely to stick with it right patience on some level uh, gives us permission to take time and space to arrive at a, an eventual resolution right we're not really scared to mess up because we do see now the bigger picture we know that for example in order to lose 10 pounds for good we have to allow ourselves the mental Option that we're probably not going to get it right every single time we sit down to eat, and that's fine because it, we trust at some point that we will get it over time. And I like the idea of uh, embracing your mess ups, embracing your mishaps, embracing the things that don't go perfectly because that's always an insight to learn. So for me, I always say that action is the great elucidator. The more action that I take, even if it's the wrong action, you know, at Jill Fit, we always, we haven't always been going forward. Sometimes we go sideways, sometimes we go backwards, but with every action, I always get some sort of insight. And I love that because to me, I go, I have all the time in the world to figure this out. And so I want to give permission to you. If you're feeling anxiety around having to figure it out, if you're operating from a place of desperation or you're operating from a place of urgency. I want to give you permission to settle in for the long haul. Urgency, impatience, scarcity, right? These things all add up to one huge, big pile of anxiety that sometimes just keeps us paralyzed in inaction and in self-doubt, by the way. And so if I feel as if I have to have some sort of finite resolution by a specific date, I get filled with dread. I'm like, oh my God, the deadline's coming and I have to do all this stuff versus if I go, "There's, there's no deadline. Like I can just figure this out, and it will take me years, maybe. And so that's a managing of expectations too, right? So we we say uh, like, oh my god, with like, for example, with weight loss, I need to lose ten pounds by my uh, vacation. It becomes obsessive versus cool over the next year i'd like to lose 10 pounds cool i can settle into this process now that's a completely different mindset and mind frame to be in than urgency scarcity impatience etc and so again i really think it comes down to when patience is the operating system it helps you show up more consistently and so this really is just a huge mindset shift Into I can take all the time I need. So I always tell my girls, like, look, if you're trying to build your business, like you're going to be doing this for five or 10 years, like on some level, you have to like this, you have to settle into this process. And so I think really, you know, one of my favorite quotes is actually from Joyce Meyer. She says, patience is not just about waiting for something. It's about how you wait or your attitude while waiting. And so there's so many things that do take, I, I love Gary V's, um Gary Vaynerchuk has a quote that he says, if you want to do something for the rest of your life, you don't give up after four months. And I think so many of us operate from this place of urgency and this place of anxiety of, I need to have it right now. I need to have it right now. First of all, you're not ready for it yet. And second of all, you haven't put enough skin in the game. You haven't done enough things yet. You haven't built a body of work yet. So I think when you can switch your mindset into, okay, cool, I'm going to be doing this forever. I know it's going to take time. You're much more likely to continue to show up. It's your compliance tool, isn't it? And so patience to me is a form of compliance. It's a mindset shift. And so I wanted to share those insights with you guys just to help you get your mind right. So think for yourself, maybe What's one one thing that I really would like to not over the next two weeks, not over the next two months, but maybe over the next year, maybe after over the next two years, what do I want to accomplish? And to me, that's a much better practice. I think for sometimes we feel like we're not motivated, it's not like immediate and look like I'm, I'm I procrastinate as as much as the next person, but I do think that, you know, having a feeling of abundance and having a feeling of cool, I can, I can learn. And I can, this is a process I'm in versus having to have all the answers right now. It allows for you to settle in. And when you settle in, I think you're much more likely to achieve the actual result that you want. So instead of thinking two weeks out, two months out, let's think two years out. What does that look like? Cool. Okay. Now I just know I'm going to be doing it forever. So I have to figure out a way to settle in. Cool. All right. That's all I have for you guys today. I know this is kind of a nuanced conversation, but hopefully wherever you're at, if you're trying to build something, if you're trying to master something, if you're trying to become an expert in something, if you want something bigger for yourself, please realize that, you know, it is in, it does take time, but also that it's unfair to the people who've been grinding for years. To me, that's a huge insight to go, okay, cool. Yeah, actually, I'm not worthy yet. I haven't built my muscle up yet. I'm not Monica Brand. I don't, I don't have 20 years of weight training. Cool, but you'll get there. And at some point you will have that and things won't be as hard. But that is something that is earned. Cool? All right, you guys, hopefully you have a good rest of the weekend. Would love to hear your thoughts on this. Let us know, maybe in our Facebook group, thebestlifepodcast.com. Jump in our Facebook group. Let us know what you're working on. If it is an online business, if it is um, exercise, nutrition, relationship, where are you at with stuff and how can you use the art of patience, uh, the unsexy art of patience to master it and how can you give yourself permission to settle in for the long haul. All right, I'll talk to you soon, guys. Bye.